Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, America decides 2020 as the Democratic National Convention kicks off virtually. A historic first. The Democrats make their case with just 78 days to go. The latest CBS News battleground tracker. Joe Biden has a substantial lead. But does President Trump have the enthusiasm? And the message from Michelle Obama on why Biden should win in November. I know Joe. He is a profoundly decent man guided by faith. Mail-in firestorm. Congressional Democrats call on the FBI to investigate whether the head of the U.S. Postal Service is deliberately slowing down the mail ahead of an election. COVID on campus, the packed college parties, and late today, why one major university shut down in-person classes just days after reopening. Plus, could a new saliva test just approved by the FDA be the key to getting rapid results? Our new series, The New Normal, Back to School. A look at schools in one hot zone where the question remains, should children be required to wear a mask in class? Dangerous heat. Thousands evacuated amid raging wildfires out west as 40 million people face the worst heat in years, now threatening California's power grid, what residents are doing to escape an energy emergency. Will Lori Loughlin get prison time? Federal prosecutors today say she should, calling her fully complicit in the college cheating scandal. Will the judge agree? And the ballet star who battled stereotypes on stage and is now blazing new trails. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with the first night of the Democratic National Convention and what will be an unorthodox political event brought on by an unprecedented pandemic. 
The coronavirus crisis has not only changed how tonight's speeches will be given, but what they will focus on. Over the next four nights, Democrats will appear virtually without the pomp and circumstance we're used to seeing, where they'll argue that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are uniquely qualified to take on President Trump and the pandemic. Tonight, which will feature a speech by former First Lady Michelle Obama, comes just as a new CBS News battleground tracker poll shows Joe Biden leading the president among likely voters. Not only who will vote this November, but how they'll cast their ballot will also be front and center tonight. Today, Democrats accused the president's hand-picked postmaster general of trying to slow down mail delivery. At the same time, more Americans than ever expected to vote by mail. Tonight, the Speaker of the House is calling it sabotage. Congress is calling on the head of the Postal Service to testify next week, and some Democrats are asking the FBI to investigate. And as we come on the air tonight, there's also breaking news about the pandemic. The University of North Carolina says it's sending its students back home and going virtual. Now, this is just weeks after reopening. 130 students there have tested positive for coronavirus in the last week, amid growing alarm nationwide that college students are being social without distancing and leading to those skyrocketing infections. Well, there's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight, and our team of correspondents has all the latest news. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage with a preview of the big night ahead. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. Tonight, Democrats were supposed to be gathering for the first night of their convention in the battleground state of Wisconsin. Instead, they'll be participating virtually to hear from party leaders all across the country. Instead of thousands of cheering Democrats, balloon drops, and rousing speeches, the party will kick things off virtually tonight, showcasing one of its biggest stars, Michelle Obama. I know Joe. In pre-recorded remarks, the former first lady said Biden has what it takes. He will make smart plans and manage a good team. And he will govern as someone who's lived a life that the rest of us can recognize. Biden's top primary rival, Bernie Sanders, who campaign aides hope can convince skeptical progressives, will also speak, as will four Republicans set to encourage other GOP voters to switch sides and defeat the president. I'm confident that Joe Biden will protect the country. Biden got a boost today when Republican Miles Taylor, a former senior Trump administration official, endorsed him and accused Mr. Trump of using his office purely for political purposes, including trying to cut wildfire relief funding to California because voters there opposed him in 2016. A lot of the time, the things he wanted to do not only were impossible, but in many cases illegal. Biden leads the president in most national polls, but the latest CBS News battleground tracker shows Democrats still lag Republicans when it comes to enthusiasm about voting, something the party hopes to address this week. They're relying on female primetime TV stars, including Ava Longoria and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, to emcee each night of the convention. Biden himself sat down with rapper Cardi B, a former Sanders supporter, in hopes of convincing her millions of fans to get out and vote. Your generation and the young millennials beyond that, they can own this. They can own this outcome. President Trump will counter each day of the Democratic convention with his own political events. He barnstormed through Minnesota and Wisconsin today. Nobody's going to want to cover Sleepy Joe. We'll end up with one very boring socialist country that'll go to hell. And Ed uh, joins us now with more on that question. How is the Democratic Party hoping to address that enthusiasm gap that exists? Well, Nora, tonight at least they'll be relying on the former first lady and Bernie Sanders to bear witness to Joe Biden's character. The former first lady expected to talk about what she saw 
over his eight years as vice president to her husband. And Sanders is expected to talk about Biden's open-mindedness and willing to, willingness to embrace more progressive ideas. That appearance with Cardi B and interviews that Kamala Harris gave over the weekend to women's publications are all designed to motivate younger, minority, and female voters that Democrats know they'll need in order to win in November. Nora. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. And a programming note, we will have live coverage of the convention starting tonight at 10 Eastern, 9 Central and 7 Pacific. Hope you will join us tonight and all week long. The Postal Service is warning all 50 states in the District of Columbia that it can't ensure that mail-in ballots will be delivered in time to be counted this November. And that's why Speaker Nancy Pelosi is calling the House back on a Saturday to try and fix it. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports. Facing protests and mounting lawsuits, Postmaster General Louis DeJoy agreed today to go before Congress next week. Democrats want to grill him about the removal of collection boxes and sorting machines around the country. They're dismantling the post office before our eyes. And this is the way fascists do things. Postal officials insist they have simply been making adjustments due to declining mail volumes. But they say given the recent customer concerns, they will postpone removing boxes for a period of 90 days. That was not good enough for House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who wants to pass a bill this weekend blocking any change that would prevent the Postal Service from meeting its service standards. I'm very scared of that mail system. Like millions of Americans, Jacqueline Coleman of Maryland is now trying to figure out what to do. She normally votes at the school around the corner, but has diabetes and in a pandemic wants to play it safe. I'm hoping and praying that we will be able to vote by mail and our votes will be counted. Are you worried they won't be? Yes, very worried. Today, two House Democrats sent a letter urging the FBI to look into whether Postmaster General DeJoy, a major Trump donor, deliberately slowed the passage of mail to affect mail-in balloting. I have encouraged everybody, speed up the mail, not slow the mail. President Trump has made it clear he is suspicious of mail-in voting, but the Senate's Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, said today he does not share that view. He thinks the Postal Service should get a cash infusion of $10 billion from Congress. Democrats want it to be $25 billion. Nora? Nancy Cordes on Capitol Hill. Thank you, Nancy. We're going to turn now to the coronavirus pandemic and the nation's staggering new death toll. Tonight, the U.S. has surpassed 170,000 deaths from COVID and is closing in on five and a half million cases. This was the first day of school in some parts of the country. And tonight, an outbreak at one major university, UNC Chapel Hill, is forcing all 19,000 undergraduate students to go entirely to remote learning. Here's CBS's Maria Villarreal. With scenes like this at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill... If this were a test of whether students could adhere to mask and social distancing requirements, it's clear many would fail. I mean, there's still parties going on. There's still people not wearing masks. It led to a blunt editorial in today's student newspaper. We all saw this coming, it read. We're angry and we're scared. Late today, the university moved all of its undergrad classes online after 130 students tested positive in the last week. 
and a warning about younger kids who are returning to school. We've certainly seen that there can be some more severe damage done to the heart. Dr. Nicholas Rister is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at Cook Children's Medical Center in Fort Worth. They're being very social. They're not distancing. Is there a chance we'll start to see another spike? I worry, yeah, that we will see an increase, especially in those populations, because they're just not going to effectively social distance in many cases. Today, White House Task Force member Dr. Deborah Burks told a roundtable in Arkansas that the U.S. should have responded like European countries who were hit hard, hunkered down, and recovered. I wish that when we went into lockdown, we looked like Italy. But when Italy locked down, I mean, people weren't allowed out of their houses. But a new COVID test could be a game changer. Researchers at Yale University have received FDA approval for a saliva test far less intrusive than the nasal swabs with results in less than three hours and an accuracy rate of 94 (laughs) percent. A cheerful moment in New York as 33-year-old Tito Velasquez left the hospital today. He arrived in April near death, barely breathing, suffering a stroke and blood infection while admitted. Doctors calling his survival nothing short of miraculous. The University of Notre Dame is also reporting a spike, at least 58 cases since they started school earlier this month. Here in Fort Worth at TCU, school started today and everyone is required to wear a mask on campus. So far, they've only reported 14 cases involving students and staff. Nora? Maria Virel, thank you. Schools in Georgia were among the first to reopen this summer, and at least three districts there are already seeing large outbreaks. Some parents blame the crisis on vague pull-up policies over the use of wearing protective face masks in school. Well, tonight, CBS's Mark Strassman kicks off our week-long series, The New Normal, Back to School, reporting from the hot zone of Georgia. There could be several kids in our school right now who have it. Seniors Hope Terhoon and Riley Meadows are COVID scared. Jefferson City High is typical for Georgia. Masks are only recommended. The girls say maybe half the students wear one. Every single day, I think that there's less and less kids wearing masks. They started a petition, mandate masks. Roughly 2,000 people signed it already. Why are the masks so important to you? I just don't understand Like why everyone wouldn't want to wear one to keep other people safe. In Georgia's Cherokee County, seniors at Etowah High flashed perfect smiles. Not one mask in the picture. And remember this photo? At North Paulding High, kids without masks jammed a hallway like a Drake concert. At least 35 people here have since tested positive. But many parents oppose masks. One repeated false information at Paulding County School Board meeting. We do not have enough evidence to support wearing Children wearing masks. We don't have enough evidence to mandate that. Georgia's red hot for COVID, averaging around 3,000 new cases a day. But only 43 of the state's 181 school districts mandate masks for teachers and students. To say that face masks are not enforceable is a lie. State Representative Beth Moore launched Report My School. This whistleblower email account got more than 800 complaints, many from teachers. They're being told if they don't like it, they should just quit their job. Meadows and Terhoon worry crowded hallways will spread the virus. I feel like it's inevitable that it's going to happen to our school. It did in Cherokee County. Through the first two weeks of school, more than 1,700 students and staff were quarantined. At least 120 people tested positive. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Jackson County, Georgia. 
In California tonight, an outbreak of wildfires is threatening thousands of homes. And state power officials say more than 3 million homes could face rolling blackouts amid a smothering heat wave made worse by freak thunderstorms. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Extreme weather is bringing fire and even ice to the west. Arizona pummeled by hail. In Northern California, a weekend lightning storm ignited more than 100 fires. In drought-stricken Colorado, massive fires have claimed more than 125,000 acres. Yeah, that's an actual tornado. And for the first time in history, the National Weather Service warned of fire-induced tornadoes near the Nevada-California border, the blaze creating its own weather system. Tonight, more than 40 million people under heat warnings across 10 states, including Death Valley, California, where the temperature reached 130 degrees, rivaling the hottest temperature ever recorded on the planet. With 18,000 acres already destroyed, the lake fire in Los Angeles County forced thousands to evacuate. Those spared by fire couldn't escape the heat. Statewide, some 300,000 Californians plunged into darkness after the power was cut to save energy. Firefighters are facing triple-digit heat for the rest of the week, along with residents who are now being asked to reduce their energy consumption during the day to avoid an energy emergency. Easier said than done when the temperature where we are right now is 100 degrees. Nora. Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. Tonight, a former U.S. intelligence officer is in custody charged with spying for China. The Justice Department alleges that Alexander Ma was caught on a video in a sting operation last year accepting money from an FBI operative posing as a Chinese spy. Federal prosecutors say Ma gave China classified FBI documents and sensitive information about CIA employees. Actress Lori Loughlin and her designer husband face sentencing on Friday in the college admissions scandal. The government today requested two months in prison for Loughlin, five months for her husband, and $400,000 in fines. The couple pleaded guilty in May to paying a half a million dollars to get their daughters into USC as bogus rowing recruits. Tonight, there is a breakthrough in the long unsolved murder of one of hip-hop's early stars. Prosecutors have indicted two men in the killing of Jason Mazel, known as Jam Master J, from the rap group Run DMC. Mazel was shot in cold blood in his Queen studio nearly 18 years ago. Authorities allege the murder resulted from a dispute involving the sale of 10 kilos of cocaine. The NFL's Washington football team has hired Jason Wright as team president, making him the first African-American in league history to hold that post. Wright is a former NFL player and most recently a partner in a consulting firm. He will help lead a team reeling from recent charges of sexual harassment in the front office. Aisha Ash has made a career breaking barriers and ballet, and she's doing it again tonight. Here's CBS's Elaine Cajano. After 86 years, New York City's famed School of American Ballet is making history, not on the stage, but in the classroom. Think about your shoulders and lift. When Aisha Ash becomes the school's first black female permanent faculty member. What's the difference you hope to make for your students? I feel that I have this hyper-awareness now of that dancer who's struggling and sort of see that sort of self-doubt kind of creeping in. As a teenager, she had those self-doubts in a school with a mostly white student population. When you look at performances, when you look at footage, when you see the images on the walls, are everything but your own. 
um, that is saying something to the dancers around. But she persevered, earning a spot with the New York City Ballet, one of only a few dancers of color. Jonathan Stafford, the school's new artistic director, says hearing Ash's painful experiences helped them face hard truths. It really lit a fire under us at the school and the company to to really dig into the work and look at all of our policies and practices and unconscious bias and how we make decisions. Ash acknowledges that change isn't perfect. We can't run away from the ugly, the uncomfortable. And I think that we're seeing that in society as a whole right now is that we can no longer close our eyes. A historic step already making a difference. Elaine Quijano, CBS News, New York. Ash begins her new role in September with socially distanced classes in the studio and online. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Pandemic Pods, how parents are banding together to hire their own teachers. But what about families who can't afford that? And a reminder, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. CBS News coverage of the Democratic Convention begins tonight at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. I hope to see you then. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes Podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.